Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Right, so South Africans are known to be poor savers. Instead, South Africans are prone to spending more than they save, even when they can't afford to do so. When it comes to a retirement, millions of people are having to rely on family. And to a lesser extent, uh, you know, the state pension grant, the economic impacts of COVID-19 has also highlighted the importance of developing good savings and investment habits. But how do we do this apart from just having the discipline? Haley Brown, Executive of Business Development, at PPS Investments joins me now to talk more about savings and involving the whole family. A very good evening to you, Haley. Thanks so much for your time. Good evening, Sumitra, and thank you so much for having me. You know, we talk about savings all the time, specifically on this show, on how important it is, yet we still struggle with that. I mean, what, what is the basis? I mean, do we really just need to get our head around it? Does it boil down to just being disciplined? Um, you know, a lot of people also complain that they just there isn't enough money to save. I mean, how do we get, firstly, you know, before we start talking about the whole family, how do we as adults start saving? I mean, we don't do we really need to have tons of money? How do we actually start the process of saving? Yeah, no, I think it's a it's a tricky question and one we're all grappling with at the moment. I mean, as you've said, many people are delving into their savings pot. And if you look at some of the stats that are out there, you sort of think, is there any savings to save more? So I think what's quite interesting is if we look at South Africa has July as a savings month, as you mentioned. And I think what sort of brings this um, this month and this year more to the forefront is if we look at 2018, the South African Savings Institute led a campaign entitled Hashtag Crazy Ways to Save. I think it says it all when we know the theme for 2020 is the more pragmatic hashtag just ways to save. So I think when you're looking at ways to save, this campaign is more on how individuals can adapt their financial plans and how they can build financial resilience within the current challenging economic environment. So I think it's what we like to refer to working with what you have. And, um, you know, some of the stats that come out, um, research by Ipsos and News24 has revealed that as many as 60% of South Africans are having to reach into their savings to just cover their expenses. And this is further exacerbated by um, the tendency of consumers to sort of spend more than they earn. Um, you know, this is the spending levels of South Africans have, have continued to in- increase at a gradual pace. And this is at the expense of savings. So I think one of the questions is what are South Africans spending on? Um, if we look at some research by Stats in South Africa, the biggest expenses are housing and utilities, followed by transport. And then interestingly, um, South Africans' households spend more on recreation and culture than on education. So I think it's it's sort of delving into these themes. Um, obviously, if you look at housing and utilities, many will say, you know, there's not much that we can save over there. But if you look at transport, if you look at, um, you know, recreation and culture, potentially there's ways that um, savings can sort of happen on those areas. It's interesting, Haley. you said that 60% mm. of people are now dipping into their savings mm. pot in order mm. to survive. I mean, that's quite an impressive number if you look at it in a different way. I mean, that means that 60% of people actually had savings. 
No, exactly. And it's a, it's a very interesting way to look at it. And I think it's, it's also looking at, at those savings that they have. How can you make it work for you more? Or how mm-hmm. can you sort of ensure that those say, that saving buckets, that when you do delve into them, that you're not sort of eating away too much at that capital, that, you know, everyone always talks about saving for a rainy day. I mean, looking at mm-hmm. the web in Cape Town, I definitely think it is a rainy day. <laughs> so is now the time to be saving COVID-19, everything that's happening in in the world and this is what savings are for it's for those rainy days it's for the times when you actually need to dip into that bucket you know it's um saving for a rainy day can actually be uh literal uh, a mm-hmm. few months ago i don't know if you remember um uh, you know based in Gauteng, we had so much of rain it was um mm-hmm. It, it, it was unusual that we had mm. that much rain. But mm. I looked up above my fireplace and the ceiling, there was water coming through. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, literally you need to have uh, some money set aside. Either you have insurance or if mm. you don't have insurance, you need money to fix that. Otherwise it becomes mm. a big problem. So, mm. I mean, you know, we say saving for a rainy day, these little things, maintenance on your house, it all adds up. You need money readily available in order to fix these things. Otherwise you end up with a bigger problem. But mm. how important is it for us to look at um, who we are, what we are doing in our lives, how mm. our lives are set up, um, to basically nitpick and, and go through it and, you know, do an assessment of our lifestyles to actually mm-hmm. look for the areas that we can start tackling as saving points. Yeah, no, I think what we always recommend at PPS Investments is obviously if you've got a financial advisor or if you don't have a financial to, financial advisor to seek out assistance and advice of a financial advisor. One of my favorite stories, or not necessarily favorite, but sobering stories is um, one financial advisor, I almost say sort of the best advice that he ever gave. I, I asked financial mm-hmm. advisors in the field, sort of what's the best advice you ever gave? And um, a financial advisor said to me, well, he had a lady come into him and sort of said, you know, I have X amount on my table left for the rest of retirement. I don't have a retirement annuity. I don't have, you know, my savings. That's it. I think it was an amount of, you know, a hundred thousand rand or something like that. The house was that she was living in was um, she was renting it. I mean, if you look at um, retirement savings, that a report by um, the National Treasury said that only six percent of South Africans will be able to maintain their standard of living after retirement. And here you had a lady sort of looking at this financial advisor: How can you make a hundred thousand last? And people are living longer. Um, you're sitting at sixty mm-hmm. years old. You could live up to ninety, a hundred years old. So how do you make that hundred thousand? work for you. And I think no matter which systems and tools and financial buckets you put it into, it's very difficult to make that money last. And the advice that he gave her was go and speak to your family. You need to go and consult with your family to speak to your family because you potentially need to ask for additional assistance and help from your family. And I think that's not just a, you know, once off story. I think there's a lot of um, people that are in that same situation. And I always say, I commend that financial advisor, instead of trying to invest this money, obviously they he invested it in a way that would allow this person to draw an income. But I think he also identified the fact that it would be very difficult for that amount of money to last for a 30, 40 year period with the expenses mm-hmm. and the overheads that she had given her financial situation. 
Afropolitans, if you've just joined us, I'm talking to Hayley Brown, and she's Executive of Business Development at PPS Investments. And we're talking about savings and how we can find new ways to save, how we can include the family, um, and how we can just grow the savings pot. Hayley, I mean, looking yeah. at that, the different ways of actually um, saving, I mean, what are the, I mean, you, you talk about retirement. I mean, even if you just don't, if you have, uh, if you don't have money just to put away in a bank account to collect interest, mm-hmm. there are different ways of savings. Let's explore some of that. So, um, look, from a savings point of view, you, you do have your retirement um, savings that you can that you can put away. What's really beneficial about, I would always say one of my recommendations I make around um, savings is always try and put the money away before almost your, your salary hits your bank account because what generally happens is as soon as that money hits the bank account, usually all of the you know expenses go out and people spend the money when they should actually be looking to, to you know, split up that pot in into retirement savings, into the, you know, rainy day savings and, and also obviously to cover expenses, etc. So I think the first thing is to to try and look to put that savings away before you spend it. So try and sort of time it that you ensure that that money is put away before it almost hits your bank account because I think a lot of people, as soon as they see it hitting their bank account, it, it's immediately, you know, it's, it's in their mind, it's, it's an amount that they can look to spend. Mm. From a retirement point of view, um, I think if you're looking at the the tax benefits that um, that retirement savings offer you, you've also got something called the tax reinvestment account, which is a way that um, people can save and also offer tax benefits. And I think what's beneficial about that is, um, you know, it's allowing people to save incrementally and it's allowing you to save from different ages. So it just gives you that sort of encourages that that savings culture. Um, another way, and I think it's is also one that, that potentially procures what what we're going to be talking about is mm-hmm. is is talking to your family and and sort of also instilling a culture of savings within within your family and within your children. Um, I think of when I was young, the conversation around money, nobody really wanted to talk about it, which was one of those things where, you know, you didn't have any idea of how much money was, was in the family and how much money people had. And, you know, I can understand that that's it's something that's quite a sensitive topic for a lot of people. In this day and age, a lot of people are referring to what they refer, what they call the sandwich generation, where you have, um, you know, uh, individuals in the middle, so to speak, where they're supporting their elderly parents and supporting their children. So sort of stuck in the middle there. And I think that's why it's so important to encourage these conversations and also look at different ways that as a family, you can um, install a savings culture in your family. And I mean, looking at PPS investments, one way that we look at it is that, um, you know, if you're under the age of, or under a certain age, you're able to save 200 rand a month. So it's, it's creating that, that sort of incremental savings culture, which I think is something that is definitely very beneficial. So it's under the age of 30, you're allowed to save 200 rand a month. Um, and if you look at what, what is 200 rand, it's, you know, a Nando's meal, something like that, that really can mm. sort of it, it gradually add to your, your savings over time. Let's explore that a little bit more. I mean, oh. just your immediate family, right? You have oh. a mum and dad and, and oh. two or three children, or maybe just mum and, and two oh. children, whatever it is, right? Oh. How do we actually have start having this conversation and getting buy-in from our children to actually um, start looking at that? Because oh. if you give them an option um, 
and say to them, listen, it's either you have a McFlurry from McDonald's tonight or you <laughs> save um, the 50 bucks. Um, it's, it's a given, you're right. We all know what they're going to choose. So how do we actually get them into that? How do, what kind of conversation do we have with them? Yeah, no, I think it's, it's, a, it's a conversation that a lot of parents are probably having with their children. And as you said, we, we sure we know what the outcome is. I think it's encouraging, um, you know, whether it's from a birthday gift point of view, whether it's a lot of people I'm seeing these days are encouraging, um, you know, rather open up a savings account, open up an investment account on behalf of their children. I think what's really great about that is that once you can see the money grow, once you sort of see, mm. see, see the, the returns coming in and then it's not sort of buying a McDonald's flurry it's more you know saving for a specific whether it's a toy a game or whether it's something that um, your child is is looking forward to and experience I think if you have that prolonged instead of immediate gratification it's, it's definitely something that you can install in in and, and result in a great savings culture, I think, within the family. There's other methods, which is, um, you know, tasks and chores. You know, a child um, performs a certain, you know, task or chore and potentially has that uh, financial reward. There's also, I know, families that with children from a performance point of view at school or whether it's achieving certain certain goals is, you know, potentially having that reward or potentially putting away money, you know, when, when they reach those certain achievements. Um, I think that the easiest and the best way that I've sort of seen as has been when, you know, for, for a birthday, you know, every birthday potentially have the gift, but also put a portion of that away as a, um, you know what I mean, as a financial sort of savings. So, you know, the challenge that I have, right, I have two boys and both love spending money. Um, and I've tried, I've tried to teach them. So the younger one, um, you know, the younger one is 10 and uh, we've opened a bank account for him and he has his own card. He has his name on the card and his, uh, you know, his, his monthly spending goes in there. It's not much, uh, but, you know, it goes in there and he manages it. But his deal is, mom, can I please have the details so I can buy this on Fortnite and I need this <laughs> tool and, you know, I need this voucher. And it's, it's so frustrating because yeah. you're, actually, you, you, you're not getting it across. So they know there's yeah. money there and then they feel that yeah. if it's my money, I want to spend yeah. it. And on the one hand, you're thinking to yourself, but you know, it's a time game. You need to leave it there. Yeah. What are your goals? And for them, mm-hmm. it's, you know, as you say, it's instant gratification. They want it now um, and mm-hmm. it's there. Why can't I just use it? So it's it's mm-hmm. getting that, you know, it, I suppose it's continuous. And, and they feel like you're lecturing them all the time. <laughs> um, you know, like, no, I've heard this before. Please don't mm-hmm. tell me again. They don't understand that, yeah. you know, they, they also don't understand the goals um, mm-hmm. of, of why you are saving as well. Their goal right now is to get the, the, the tool or the skin of it. No, definitely. And I think it's um, it's one of those things that I'm sure many parents relate to. <laughs> many parents can, can understand is um, it's something that, that happens in their household on a daily basis. Um, I think the, the one word that I use is to persevere. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, if they can see that growth 
happen over time. And I think what the, what the key point, and, and this sort of brings us to um, PPS Investments and, and this concept of the family network that we have, um, is that a lot of people see the small amount and they sort of think, well, I'm not really seeing, you know, the big value added or the big savings when you're sort of starting to save incrementally in small amounts. Mm. So, so what we have with the um, PPS Investments um, Family Network is essentially you have a family with, with different um, amounts of savings and what you can do is consolidate those savings so that essentially they can save on administration fees. So you potentially have a family that, you know, and we're talking about spouse or life partner, we're talking about um, in-laws, we're talking about your um, mother and father, and we're also talking about your children, where holistically you're all saving together. So I think when you're seeing your parents do it, when you're seeing your grandparents doing it, and also potentially when you're seeing your siblings do it, I think it creates more of a sort of common goal that you're all working towards. So what you have is you have everyone's money sort of in the in the family network, and um, you, you're getting savings on on the administration fees holistically. So if you have um, let's say the whole family has a market value of 3.32 million, and you have a child that has 20,000 rand savings, holistically that child could be saving because they're invested in this pool of family network that they're resulting in 0.16% saving in fees for all of these family members. So I think, you know, that might seem small, but when you're looking at it holistically as a, as a family, it's, those are the sort of incremental savings that actually are in the back pocket that actually can help you for the rainy day, that can help you sort of save for, for um, you know, emergencies and all those things that we spoke about earlier. Okay, give me a little bit more detail on this family network. So as I understand it, it's one account and you have like sub accounts and it belongs to each person and each person can put their money in, but it's all administered in one place. So so just by way of an an example, if um, we take yourself and let's just say you're the core investor, I think one of the key things is is also around, you know, some people are quite sensitive about sharing their values and the amounts. So for example, yourself, you've got a spouse or you've got in-laws and you've got parents. They don't necessarily want to know exactly what that brand amount is. So the accounts are held separately, so to speak. But as the core investor, you can link and you can connect to those different family members. So at the end of the day, you will see a savings holistically. So you will see the savings amount. You won't necessarily see who's contributed what and in what sort of capacity. So if you're the core investor, you have 800,000 rand in assets. You add your spouse or life partner who has 1 million. You have a mother-in-law and a father-in-law that add another million. You have... um, your father or mother who adds 500,000. And as we said, you, you, you might have a, a child that will add 20,000 rand. So as we said, that, that entire family market value is 3.32 million in your family. So when you apply this administrative um, sliding speed scale to the whole family, you will all benefit by actually paying less holistically in this administration fee. 
Now, when somebody sort of says, what is administration fees and what are these fees that we're talking mm. about? When you as a family save on the PPS investments platform, there's different levels of um, fees that, that somebody would pay. So, for example, if you invest in specific funds, there's a fund fee that you would pay, uh, an, a, a management fee to for those managers to manage that fund. Then because you're utilizing what we call a platform or a list, that is a, a, a means that you can select not just Coronation or Alan Gray or um, PPS funds, but you can select all of those funds holistically. So you can choose which funds that you want to, to have in your um, investment mm. portfolio, which allows okay. a lot of administration um, yeah. you know, advantages. Haley, before I let you go, what kind of interest do you earn on uh, these kind of uh, the savings? I mean, before you get to where you're going to invest it, if you're just saving, if you're growing the savings pot, what kind of interest rates do you get? Well, look, um, it depends totally on what funds you're invested in. So, you know, if, you, if you're looking at different types of funds, you can invest in income type funds, you can invest in the high equity type funds that have a sort of a, a large um, equity exposure. And it totally depends on, on what funds you're invested in because the returns obviously range depending on what your risk profile is and what type of funds are, are sitting within that. So you, you're getting these savings from obviously the funds that you're invested in and ah. the returns that you're generating from those funds. But then also from an administration, a fees point of view, you can also earn savings on the back of that. Hayley, thank you so much for your time uh, this evening. Hayley Brown, Executive of Business Development at PPS Investments. And there you go. I mean, you know, we we continuously explore new ways of savings. And as you heard, there's another way of saving. I mean, if you want to bring the whole family in, they're just, you know, there's something for everybody, no matter how you want to do it, as long as you actually start saving. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.